2: Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast, brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at cbgairport.com. All right,
3: so having a social life in high school and college that's one thing, but it it actually gets harder once you hit the real world and have bigger concerns in your life like money and kids. So this sounds about right. They did a big poll And asked people if or when their social life peaked. This was from the people at Evite. Uh I guess they would know. When did your social life peak? The average answer amongst the respondents was my social life peaked when I was 29. And that makes sense because... You can finally afford a real social life. You know, you got enough money to be able to afford it, but you're still young enough to have the energy to go out and do stuff. Half of the people in the survey said their social life peaked sometime in their 20s, and 61% said getting their finances in order was a huge factor behind that.
0: I guess, you know, for me... How do you define your social life? What, what does it have to be doing for it to be peaking? Like when I was in my mid-20s, that's when I was running around all over the place doing all kinds of crazy fun things with lots of different people. But then once I hit 29, I was married. So I was hanging out with other couples. Right. And so it was a different kind of social. Because we were hanging out at each other's houses drinking wine and having you know parties as opposed to hitting the clubs.
3: Well, people are getting married later now than they were then and my guess would be most of you probably none of you had kids right i did not No, yeah not
0: yet 32 and
3: most of the people in your group like with the other couples we all got didn't. knocked
0: up at the same time except for crystal who had the daughter that was
3: you know she'd had when she was 20 right but you know you start talking about people who are in their mid 40s or early 40s they're busy they have young kids and they don't have the energy necessarily to go out it's not like they don't have the friends But everybody's busy or tired.
1: I think that when it comes to like this, like the socializing, like, I think you do a lot of that when you're in younger 20s because of college and there's always like, you know, things going going on. on. There's like parties going on. But when I was like 27, that's when I felt like I made enough money that I could like drink a nice cocktail and I could socialize with like other people that were professionals and things like that. You know what I mean? Like it kind of evolved from party, 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 to being like, now I'm going out and socializing with yeah.
2: other adults. I think there's something, too, in your brain when you're younger. You're like, I got to go out. I got to go be in the scene. I, gotta go. stay I home. got to go. You I I to get We didn't even go out till 11 o'clock. Right. Oh, yeah. Now I'm like, we got to get in that place and eat <laughs> and get out of there. <laughs> you're we got to be home by 11. 10, man, yeah. by 11. We're,
1: if we're not at b by five, <laughs> we're not going to beat the rush. <laughs> It's only because we work this hours, though, right? Right. That plays a big part in it.
3: Yeah. (laughs) 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 What's interesting is people who cancel plans, they said 24% of people in the poll uh, are sometimes relieved when friends cancel on them. So canceling plans on a friend won't necessarily make them angry. I see a lot of head nodding going on Uh, in the room
0: here. Oh, yeah. Well, it can be a relief sometimes because it's like, oh, I'm so tired. I don't want to go, but I'm not going to let my friend down. Yeah, Yeah. and I canceled last time,
1: so if they cancel this time, it's going to be great.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so on the flip side, what is the least fun point in your life? According to this new survey, your fun hits rock bottom at the age of 45. (laughs) This is where you bottom out it's when you're you're stressed yeah Be- and and you're stressed because you're busy with work and you've got kids now and you don't have the energy to go out and do the stuff that you want to do you're just too damn tired
1: i just saw a meme the other day that was like i'm at the age now where i'm going to start counting running my errands as going out yeah. And you're like, yes!
3: An escape. Just getting out of the house. Yeah,
1: Picking up your dry cleaning and running to Kroger to pick up your click list. That's going out. I feel like
2: I'm just out in the world. It's funny. As last weekend my parents were in town. We went to Dewey's and we, it was pretty busy. The one in Oakley. We were sitting at the bar because there weren't any tables. So we're like, we able to sit at the bar. No big deal. That's fun. I like the bar. And so this guy, this guy sitting next to me and he's kind of joining in on conversations in our side and then the other side and talking with the With the the bartenders. Mm -hmm. And so, come to find out, over the course of his two beers, he decided to...
1: Always feel confident on your second date. With help from the Plastic Surgery Group. Schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com.
2: Surgery has an art. Look,
1: Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously and... 6-1
2: Get pizza for the family and that was His outing like Uh, I'm gonna Go there and order it oh that's Brilliant and then I'm gonna sit there and have two beers And just have some convo with some randoms So that happened And then bring pizza back for the kids he's like This is my night out man (laughs) oh yeah That (laughs) happened to
1: me when I was at La Pinata in Colerain and Scott and I were Sitting at the bar and there was this listener There and I can't remember her name I'm sorry But she was like listen this is what I do my husband has no Idea I go on and I click list my groceries for Kroger and I say, I'm going to pick them up at 7 PM. Right. But I leave the house at five yeah. and I come here and drink margaritas <laughs> yeah. and chips and salsa and then I pick up the groceries and go home and he has no idea that I'm not grocery shopping. Oh, I can
3: back uh, that up because yeah. I go to the Oakley Kroger and on any given Saturday or Sunday afternoon I can't tell you how many dads and you can spot a dad a mile away <laughs> sitting at that bar at the Oakley oh, yeah. Kroger or supposedly grocery shopping.
0: I, I know a dad that drops his kids off at soccer practice. And then goes and hangs out at the bar at Kroger, and <laughs>
1: watching his clock. See I mean, time thank he's got to go Kroger, pick the kids for putting up. bars in grocery stores.
3: <laughs> Where's the ding? It's a great little escape yep. hat. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I'm shopping. I'm grocery shopping. <laughs> uh, only 41 percent of adults say they actively try to do fun stuff on a day-to-day basis. 41 percent of adults in the in the 40s age range, and about one out of ten say. They often go an entire week without doing anything that they really enjoy or like. It's kind of a bummer.
0: A, yeah, but
3: you know, it is what it is for now, and it it's gets not better. forever, right? Okay, Airbnb is going hard on stunts lately. Uh, I know recently they had an opportunity for you to actually stay at Downton Abbey. Um, they've also been hooking people up with places like the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile. Uh, The Goodyear Blimp we told you about.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah.
3: Uh, We mentioned the Jim Beam Distillery the other day. Now, here's the latest. In honor of the 60th anniversary of Barbie, they are offering a chance to spend two nights at a real-life version of Barbie's Malibu Dreamhouse in California. That's pretty cool.
1: Um, Yeah, and I put this up on our Q102 Facebook page. If you want to check it out, it's amazing.
3: Yeah, from the pictures, the place looks very impressive. And it's what's crazy is it's just $60 a night. That's yeah. it? However, here's the catch, as was the case with Downton Abbey. Uh, only one person will get to make a reservation to stay there. Um, one nice. party, I should say. Uh, reservations are open next Wednesday at 2 p.m. And if you are the one lucky person who gets through, you and up to three other people can stay there from... Sunday the 27th through Tuesday the 29th. That's the other thing with these stunty Airbnb things they do is they only allow one person out of everyone in the entire world, and you have to do it on these certain dates, and they come with uh, a lot of rules. Um, I'm surprised, and I think it's a matter of time, before that renovated Brady Bunch house goes on the Airbnb market. Because what else would you do with that? If you've ever, like me, the nerd has been to California and actually seen the real house in person. It's in this residential, quiet residential neighborhood, not that different from what you live in. So I doubt it's zoned for anything else. So the only opportunity, and once they've spent millions on this, are they going to sell it or are they going to Airbnb it? Are they going to use it for functions? Nobody really knows, but that would be an Airbnb stunt opportunity, at least temporarily, if not on a permanent basis. And you could charge an arm and a leg for that. Too, oh, like that you know People would totally pay well, this it.
1: just happened the other day, too, with this Jim Beam house somewhere down in Kentucky. They're doing another stunty Airbnb thing where you can rent the Jim Beam house for like $23 a night and it comes totally stocked with like alcohol and it's this really old vintagey house, but they're only opening reservations on Monday afternoon. You have to go on and see if you're like fortunate enough to get to stay there for like an isolated weekend in the middle of January. And I'm like, why are they even talking about this if it's not an option?
3: Right. Yeah. I mean, it gets people talking about it because I th- I think the way they build it was, you know, you could stay at the Jim gym, gym Beam house for the price of a bottle. Yes. A large bottle. Jim Beam.
1: But I, but I want to do that. And I'm probably not going to be able to because I won't get picked.
3: Well, one of the things <laughs> I like is Omaze. Have you ever... Participated in an Omaze fundraiser. No. Omaze spelled O M A Z E. I
0: don't think so. No. So
3: they'll have these experiential opportunities. Think of it as sort of as a raffle where uh, you have an opportunity to have dinner with George and Amal Clooney. Ooh. If you make a minimum oh, donation of 25 bucks or whatever.
0: Yes. Ian Sommerhalder, I think, does this. Sometimes. Right. Jennifer Lawrence you know. has done it. Yeah. Yeah. And
3: every once in a while, like I'll see something on there with like a chef or something or uh, my favorite chef in Italy or. An opportunity that I think would sound kind of cool and the whole business model behind that is typically with an opportunity to see George and Amal Clooney comes big money where you got to be right. a high roller to be able to outbid everyone else to have this one-on-one moment with them and so the guys behind Omay saw an opportunity to really open this up to anyone in the form of a raffle. Mm-hmm. So 80% it turns out they broke it down to like 80% of the people who win these things only spent like the minimum twenty five dollars. You can buy multiple chances, oh, really? and the more you spend, the more chances you get. They increase how many so called tickets right. they give you, and it's pretty cool. I haven't won anything yet, but but hey, <laughs>
0: play if you can't win, if you don't play, but
3: it gives you know regular folks an opportunity to experience something memorable and it benefits Some wonderful organizations, and absolutely, it's yeah, great. We should take a break here. Seven thirty-two. Jeff and Jen, Cincinnati's Q one hundred and two. Jen was all excited because she
2: got to cuss. I got to swear. <laughs> you know what I really thought was cool is the live studio audience of the best friend game. It added a different element to the to different the game, vibe to the yeah. game. Yeah, you know. I think we need to do that more often.
1: It was funny to see the shift, though. Like there was like a there was a there was one point where the person playing was like. Including yourself, and people were like, "Boo, you're cheating!" And I'm like, "Oh, yeah, oh
3: yeah." They'll call them out they if they sure suspect were. that they're giving hints or whatever. It's yeah. it's kind of nice having play that fair energy to play off. of.
0: Yeah, but. well, it's fun too because the people in the audience can see what we see when we play in here, and that's the facial expressions and the just the all of that nonverbal communication that's yes. going on. The just you could see the discomfort, you could see the. The embarrassment, you can see the, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm going to answer this question. <laughs> oh, yeah. God, I don't want to say the name because, oh, if it gets back to them, just to have that access to that,
3: I think was fun. And we raised a bit of money for the American Cancer Society, yeah, too. So. Which is always great. Yeah, thanks for coming out. Mm-hmm. Uh It's got to be one of the worst things when you have feelings for someone And they make it clear that they just see you as a friend. So has that ever happened to you? Uh, Yeah. I think that's
0: probably happened to everybody.
3: 60% of people said, yep, it's happened to them. Someone in their lifetime has put them in the friend zone. That includes 50% of people who have had it happen to them in the past and 9% of the respondents who are living through it right now.
0: It's hard, to to stay friends with somebody when you really have like stronger feelings for them. It's just hard to be around them. Because you certainly don't want to hear them talking about the people that they're dating.
3: No. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Through <forget laughs> that. And getting all those kinds of details. Hmm. And if they know you've got a thing for them, then they probably temper what they're telling you or don't share everything. And so then that affects... You know, is that a real friendship if you can't talk about everything with this person?
3: Right.
0: So it's hard.
3: I was selfish in that way where I was like, I really love hanging out with this person. And I don't want to stop hanging out with this person. But it was unfair to that person because that person wanted more and I didn't. And part of me felt like I should have been more, um, I guess, mindful of that Mm -hmm. and, you know, kind of done the right thing and just dipped out as opposed to.
1: Stringing them along.
3: Yeah. But I didn't feel as though I was stringing them along. I thought I was very clear, but But that didn't make it any less painful for that other person. Yes.
1: But I think that's the hard part when you're the receiver of that information, because it's like, look how great we are together. Why don't you like me like that? Like why? You know, oh, we're, we're and, great.
3: Yeah. And I would acknowledge we are yeah. awesome together. Well, then what's your problem? I don't,
1: <laughs> I don't feel for you that way. Yeah. Which is weird. That's hard to hear. Yeah. I do think sometimes you got to walk away from that, though, if you receive that kind of information and explore your own self. And then maybe you can be friends down the road.
3: Well, and my feeling was well, she's a grown adult.
1: Yeah. She's choosing to stay. She's
3: making this decision.
1: Yep. Been there. Yeah.
3: By the way, it's basically impossible to walk around today and not see at least a few people with Apple AirPods hanging out of their ears. And for some reason, I feel like this is not going to get them to stop. Apparently, if you wear any kind of earbuds too much, it can lead to ear infections. Oh, really? Yeah, because it's they're blocking your ear's natural functions to get rid of buildups of dirt, sweat, dead skin, oil, hair, and wax. So when that stuff gets backed up enough, especially if you keep like compressing and lodging it in there with those Mm -hmm. earbuds, it can be bad news for your ears later.
1: I get really nervous to wear my Apple earbuds because I'm so afraid they're going to fall out. They're expensive. They are expensive. Yeah. Like my boyfriend bought a pair for me and he to share when we go on vacation. So he can wear one and I can wear one. There's not like crazy wires and we can watch a movie or whatever. Mm -hmm. But it's so weird when you have it in because it just is hanging there with no wire. And I'm like, if that thing fell off in this airplane, I don't know if we would get it back.
3: Right. I find them uncomfortable and they never seem to fit my. I agree. Ear canal for me.
1: Like you feel like you have a weird shaped ear.
3: I probably do. I've been told I have small we're,
1: canals. We're, a, <laughs> a normal ear, small canals. Ear, a normal <laughs> he does. Ear,
2: normal ear has a bend in it, like in your ear. Mine is straight, and that's why I get all these issues. They need Infections. to make like soft ones, you know, like those earplugs that they have that you could the, the dupo- mm-hmm.
0: disposable earplugs, yeah, you know, oh, that are squishy yeah. and you all put, right. and they formed your oh, ear. Oh, I love those.
1: Wouldn't that be great if they had headphones that did that? Like sound could come out of the little sponge. Yep.
3: Yeah, those work really well when I want to sleep on a plane. Like if I'm on a, a long transatlantic flight or something, they just they do a great job at just blocking out all the noise. And they do, they kind of mold. And then when you take them out, it's like, whoa! Everything's so loud.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> By the way, if you've always wanted to play Russian roulette, but you know, with the whole danger aspect to it, it uh would not be a good idea. This sounds like a made for social media alternative This is called pizza roulette. You get a pizza and put ghost pepper extract on one slice. (laughs) And then everybody grabs a piece and eats it. And most of you will be fine, but there's going to be like one person who gets the insanely hot piece and probably cry.
1: (laughs) Oh no. You
3: want to know where that idea came from? It came from Domino's Domino's in Japan came up with that idea where they are selling a pizza that has one, Ghost pepper covered slice for Halloween.
0: Crazy.
1: Did you guys see the video of John John eating the hottest lollipop on the planet?
3: Mm-mm. No.
1: So, John and Natalie, who do the afternoons here at Q and a 2, they do like these random food challenges like every now and then. Like, I bought them that big pickled bologna rope and John John ate that. And then, John John was like eating a bunch of crap that Natalie put in a box or something. I don't know. But some listener gave him. The hottest lollipop on the planet. And just the other day, he ate it and I thought he was going to throw up. Wow. <laughs> he chugged like a half gallon of milk afterwards because that's supposed to take some of the fire, I guess, out of, out of your mouth. Ugh. Yeah. But the full video is on our Q1 and 2 Facebook page and it is something to be seen. Yeah. I think that, Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if Did he, he has tears running down yes. his face. I mean, I thought he was going to throw up. Like he pulls the can <laughs> to him and it's like, rah, rah. yeah, his face is red. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. It's definitely. I worth worry a...
3: that somebody could get hurt doing that. I like, think so. But it's
1: definitely know. worth a view. Like, click on it.
3: Huh. <laughs> By the way, were we talking about how Airbnb is renting out a real life replica of the Barbie dream house this month. I wanted to play audio. I found audio of the very first ad from 1962 that talks about Barbie's Malibu Dreamhouse. you got to listen to the way they produce this commercial.
1: Here it is. Barbie's Dreamhouse. The wonderful new house for Mattel's famous Barbie doll. It's completely furnished with Barbie's own dressing table, bed, studio couch, TV, and hi-fi. You can arrange the furniture. <laughs>
3: TV and hi-fi. Let's turn on the hi-fi and listen to Q102. Mm-hmm. Hi-fi. Go
1: couch, TV, and hi-fi. You can arrange the furniture and, of course, rearrange it.
3: A lady's privilege. It's a lady's <laughs> privilege. You can rearrange your own furniture. Barbie's dream house is a wish
1: come true for both of you. Made only by Mattel. <laughs>
3: Yeah, hi-fi, high fidelity. That's what the the high fidelity. What does that mean? So it was it was basically a stereo. So when it got to the point where like people would buy these large stereos as as pieces of furniture for their living room, it yeah. was it was the, they would call it the hi-fi, where it would have like a radio, it would have a turntable in it.
0: And you know, in the fifties and sixties, had
3: one. Oh yeah, it was was
0: huge. It was, I mean, big
3: thing. It was the status
0: symbol. The couch, and the speaker. The two sides were speakers, but it looked like furniture. You wouldn't know until you lifted the top up that there
3: was a turntable in there. And the speakers were kind of flushed into the furniture, so it looked like cabinets instead. Uh But in reality, there were speakers there. And you would open it up, and you would listen to your long-playing records, yes, your, your LPs, LPs. yes, Aww. and listen to the hi-fi.
2: Yeah, we got a new Montavani hi-fi <laughs> right. album to put on Sunday I morning. I think
1: my grandparents had one because I remember, and I don't really like really remember it, but my grandpa used to have like a. It looked like a dresser that you would pick up the top, and he would play like a Dolly Parton record on it. Yeah. when I was younger. I
0: bet my parents. I bet my mother still has it in the basement. Oh I man! I bet it's in her basement. My, yeah.
3: When I was little, and I came across my mother's old LPs, her old vinyls of Elvis and the Everly <sighs> Brothers and Bobby oh, yeah. Vinton, a lot of those albums were marked to be played in high fidelity. In other words, they started recording, they started pressing these albums in stereo so that they would sound cool in these stereo systems. So they weren't just recording them in mono anymore. They want they wanted they were recording them so that there would be some channel separation to give you that fullness fullness or surround sound effect or as best as they could achieve that at the time. And so those albums, some of those albums would be marked in high fidelity.
2: Oh yeah.
3: Oh. My grandparents had a pile of them and it was
2: always the weirdest stuff. Like Judy J plays the music of the Beatles on the world. <laughs> it's like, wait, we have a whole album of Beatles songs on an organ. <laughs> Hell yeah. I think
1: my mom had the Barry Manilow albums, Jen. Oh, yeah. I remember her being a part of like some kind of record of the month club Club or something like that. Yeah. Like every month they they would get like a new album. And I remember seeing like, Anne Murray, for some reason. I don't even know if that's a person. It is. She's the Canadian songbird. (laughs) Oh, yeah. She has great Christmas
0: albums. My parents loved her Christmas albums. I remember her
1: album had her picture on the front of it with like a rainbow or something, and I thought it was beautiful.
2: Raise your hand if you've been to an Anne Murray concert more than once. Oh, wow. (laughs)
1: Wow, look at you. But I don't know who she is, but then I remember. Did you take Fran? Yeah. I remember that. And then I remember um like the Michael Jackson thriller album because it folded and yeah. inside yeah. he was holding a um a tiger on his arm. When they folded, those were the best. Oh Greece had a folded one too, the soundtrack yeah, to Grease. They did. Yeah. So and I remember my sister had the like a virgin Madonna album.
0: Yeah. Too. Yeah, and when they wrote all the lyrics on the sleeve.
1: Yeah. That was a big deal. That when was you could a bonus. pull it out and you could and read sing along. along. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, that was a big gift there for a while, and I know that vinyl sales are still up. That's in fact, vinyl sales now, vinyls out officially outsell CDs. Oh wow! Which is not surprising, but it's a cool novelty item. Yeah. I'm going to go shopping, or I'm going to go on eBay, see if I can find myself a hi fi.
1: Well, and it's a it's a definite sound.
0: Ah. I oh mean, to God, hear it on I an so album. You know?
3: Love. Hear it on can a record. Do you see
1: Jeff carrying his hi fi into
3: Avondale? Yeah, that's oh, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Up those stairs. I mean, those things lockdown. are big they're heavy.
3: Like, you need two people to. Yeah, oh, for sure. All those things in there. But it was before the internet, and it, there was a radio built in, so it was the closest thing you had to Wi Fi. Yep. Hi fi. All right, 7.50, Jeff and Jen, Cincinnati's Q102 coming up.
2: Thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show podcast brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at com.